Hey guys, Josh Culler dropping in here and I wanna welcome you to the Content Marketing Playbook. I started the show because I had so many small business owners and entrepreneurs asking me questions about producing and putting out their own content marketing. So this show is specifically built for those people and around that uh, specific need. All topics are geared to give you tangible items to take action on in your content marketing. Um, I'm really passionate about content marketing. It's what I do for a living. And I hope this show brings a lot of value to you because these are things that I'm actually being a practitioner of in my business and the businesses that I implement content marketing for. So if it does, it would be absolutely meaningful to me. It would mean the world if you left a review for the show, if you're on Apple Podcasts. So please do that after you listen to the show. Also, I would love to connect with you specifically. Yes, you that's listening to this right now. So email me at josh at color media, colored spelled C-U-L-L-E-R josh at colormedia.com introduce yourself to me let's get a meaningful relationship going and i would love to connect now enough rambling let's get to learning and more importantly take action on the information or this is a complete waste of time and this show is completely useless so make sure you take action thanks guys let's make it happen welcome back to the content marketing playbook it's your host josh color with color media and on today's episode we're going to be talking about content and kind of continuing our platform content series, which if you go back a couple episodes, I started with Facebook, um, then went to Instagram and then YouTube and talked about the kind of the, I guess you could call it the ninja tips and tricks for putting content marketing out on those platforms. And so this is kind of continuing that series talking about websites specifically. I get this question a lot. It's like, Josh, should I have content on my website, the same content that goes out to my social media platforms, whether it be YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or whatever, should I also put that on my website? And so I'm gonna be talking about the tips and tricks, my things that I will tell you and my other clients um, on my recommendations of putting content out on your actual website. The reality here is that you need to look at your website kind of like your hub of everything because essentially you want people going back to your website because then you can capture their data and then remarket to them on those other platforms. So the way I like to look at content marketing is you know, you have Facebook, you have Instagram, you have LinkedIn, you have YouTube, you have your podcast, and all that is kind of the top layer of your funnel, and you're looking to drive people to the next phase of the funnel, which could be your website, and then ultimately when they land on your website, that's normally when they're gonna make the conversion. So whether um, you're a fitness gym and you are looking to book um, appointments with clients for a one hour you know, hardcore workout session or whatever, you do that on your website. It's very hard to do that on Facebook and instantly convert people. Even though Facebook has those options now um, in certain ways, it's easier to get them on your website and booking that way. Plus, that's just where you wanna go. Because the reality of this, of, of the entire everything, when it comes to content marketing, but marketing in general, the entire thing is is that the, the, the truth is your website is something that you own you don't own Facebook, you don't own YouTube, you don't own Instagram, you don't own any of the podcast platforms. So the reality is if somebody like an Instagram influencer, if they've built their entire following on Instagram and that's what they're banking off of completely and they don't have followings on any other platform and they don't have anything going back to their website, if Instagram decides tomorrow that they're gonna shut down because of some government regulation or they just decide like, hey, we're just gonna shut down, then they lose everything. So your website is something that you own and you can own the content on there and the traffic that goes that way. And you can 
essentially like kind of build the content out however you want. Whereas like Instagram, you're only putting out 60 second videos. And if it's an IGTV video, it's gotta be vertical. And then you're only putting out, um, you know, images or whatever, whatever content that you put out your website, you could do anything. So this is why I like the website so much being able to put out content on there. And so we're going to talk about that here today, but before I get into it, if you haven't already, make sure you have subscribed to the content marketing playbook or on all the podcast platforms, however you're listening. And if you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, then welcome. And, uh, if you're listening to the podcast, we also do this in a video format. So if you prefer that, then you can do that as well. Just go look for color media on Facebook or YouTube, and you'll find these episodes there along with a lot of other content that I put out. Make sure you are following me on Instagram. I'm going really hard at Instagram lately, something that I'm really putting a lot of equity into, um, putting content out and that sort of thing. So make sure you follow me, Josh K. Color, Josh K. Color. And if you just search Josh Color, you'll find me there. Somebody had the Josh Color handle. I don't know who. Um, I, obviously it's a Josh color, but I don't even know him. So, um, we'll have to figure that out, but just search Josh color and you'll find me. You'll come across my page. So let's go ahead and talk about the topic for today. So website content marketing tips and tricks. Again, this is continuing on. So if you haven't listened to my previous episodes talking specifically about Facebook content marketing, about Instagram content marketing and YouTube, go back and listen to those just a couple episodes previously. Um, at some point I probably will talk about LinkedIn. Maybe next week we'll talk about LinkedIn specifically. I only like to talk about the platforms that I'm active on. So I'm not really probably not going to put out a podcast talking about TikTok or Pinterest or, you know, any other platform that I'd actually don't use because I don't want to, you know, put stuff out there if I'm not actually being a practitioner of that. So website content. So obviously, again, this is all the things that I'm giving you. These are things that I do for my website, but I also help other people with their content marketing efforts on their websites as well. So this is no particular order uh, of priority. So I'm just going to lay everything out here and just give you the rundown of what I recommend when it comes to content marketing. And there's a lot of things in between here and there that you can put out there content wise, but these are kind of the pillars of what you want to look at and make sure content wise you have out on your website for sure. Now I'm not a web developer. I'm not somebody that can, you know, I, I can go in and build a website myself, but I'm not the type of person that, um, you know, I'm offering this as a service or anything. And so I know a lot of web, web developers will have different opinions and different things that they would add to this or even maybe subtract. But these are the things that I do for, like I said, myself and clients, and this works for everybody that we've done it for. So the first thing is testimonials. I mean, this is like most of this stuff, guys, that are things that you're probably already doing. And maybe there's just going to be like a nugget of information in here about maybe something you're already doing that you can critique and make better. So still listen up. But a lot of this stuff is things that you should already be doing. Um, and you probably are if you have put any content on your website. Um, but the first thing is testimonials. So this can be in multiple formats. And the reason why I love testimonials is because of that fact. So you can do a video testimonial and literally just have a video of one of your clients or one of your customers just talking about your product or service. Put that video on your website, there's a testimonial, right? That's a piece of content. But you can also do images. So if you go to my website or if you even go to rei.video, the website that I have here, um, you'll find little, the, the little just like snippets of images that I created in Photoshop. You can also do them in Canva or whatever else if you're not, if you're not familiar with Photoshop. And then um, those are just images that I put on my website and they're testimonials. So they're just little like little segments that they said, maybe I had, you know, one of my clients, Mike Hambright, shoot a video for me talking about how much he enjoys our services and that kind of thing. And I just take a little segment from that, 
create a little graphic around that with his picture on it and then post that. And that's really good content for your website when it comes to um, testimonials because it's easy for somebody to consume as opposed to clicking and watching a full two minute video testimonial. They both have their places. And then the next thing is quotes. So actual, you know, you're, you're obviously using actual quotes when you're doing the images, but this is actual text. So this is text that is literally going to your website and you can, so when I say text, meaning like you could copy and paste it. So if I, if I go to your website and I select and highlight the text, that is text. Whereas you can't highlight text on an image if you get my drift here. Um, so quotes are another thing. So actual text quotes that you can put out there on your website. And what I would say is this is what my, um, my coach tells me, my business coach, his name's Henry Kaminsky, he's the brand doctor and he just is absolutely incredible when it comes to branding and web, web development and funnel, funnel development altogether and all that stuff. And he always tells me like, sprinkle your testimonials out throughout your website. So don't lob everything in on the homepage because that just gets tedious for somebody that comes to your website. They're wanting to learn more about what your, your, your product or service is and they're cool with testimonials, but they only want a few snippets of that. This is why, you know, if you take, for instance, if you go to an Amazon page and you select a product, they're going to have test testimonials, but the reviews, right? Same, same thing, but you have to scroll all the way to the bottom to get to that. And there's a reason for that is because Amazon knows that yes, it's valuable for people to see that. And that's why they have the average of the stars. So this product has an average of 4.8 stars out of, you know, 11,000 reviews. Um, but that's why they put that up front and center. So it's not obnoxious and it's just a little snapshot of what um, you know, reviews are going on because naturally, like for me, if something's below four stars, I don't purchase it at all. I don't even click on the listing. And so then in order to read the reviews, you have to scroll all the way to the bottom, but it's still easy to get to, right? So people do want to see testimonials. They do want to see reviews, but they don't want it to be in their face, like everywhere they look, you know? So sprinkle these things throughout, put videos, put one or two videos on your homepage, put one or two images, on your homepage, put one or two videos on your product page, on your booking page, your consultation page, all that. So like, just sprinkle it throughout and make sure it's not obnoxious. Make sure it's not the, f I, would, I would even go as far as to say like, don't, don't make it like the front center of your homepage. Like I've seen people do that where they literally just put a, you know, 20 minute testimonial video directly on their homepage, it's the first thing you see that's a big no-no because that's just going to deter people. So just be careful with that. But testimonials, obviously a big one content marketing wise. Uh, the next one is very similar, but case studies, right? And so um, again, like my, my business coach, Henry Kaminsky, he likes to call them success stories. So for him, he, you know, creates brands. And so he obviously, you know, if he creates a brand the right way, they're going to have success. His client's going to have success with the branding. And so he will get a success story for them. So same, same thing here case study. So this is where, and I've done, you know, an episode specifically on testimonials and case studies too. So you can go back and listen to that. But case studies are basically where it's a testimonial, except for it's coming out of your mouth. So you're actually saying what happened. So if I'm a fitness trainer and I had a client come in for 90 days that wanted to lose, you know, 15 pounds and get down to 12% body fat and they did it, then I'm going to jump on a video and explain how I was able to make that happen. So I'm given a case study. So, you know, I minus his um, calorie intake to 2000 calories a day. Um, I made him do uh, two miles of running every single day and X, Y, and Z, like, you know what I'm saying? So you're basically giving that workout routine for how that person got to where 
they've met their goal. And that's a case study. So you're walking people through the process and telling them how your client or your customer got to success. And so case studies are really good, especially if you keep them, make sure again, you're not like over complicating it, keep it short and sweet, something where it's bite-sized. And I would say keep case studies between one and two minutes, because that's enough content in the, in the video to be able to consume and it's contextualized in your customer's brain. Um, but it's, it's enough to just kind of pack that in there and not be obnoxious with, you know, going on for five or six minutes on how you help this person. Um, you're just giving a little snapshot of it and you don't have to make it complicated. So case studies are good. And again, be very frugal with these. So don't plaster them every single place that somebody looks, be very careful with that. So make sure you are doing that. Um, the next thing is information about your product or service. So these are just basically, it could, it, and a lot of these things could also be mashups with each other. So you might have a full video of a product review and then you have a little testimonial inside that video and a little case study inside that video. And you know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, be smart with it. But the next one is information about your product or service. And this, again, most of these things can be video content or it can be imagery or it can be text. And I do recommend having all the above because the more the merrier and people are going to consume content the way they want. So for instance, if I land on a product page, if I'm going to say, for instance, I just bought this. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm showing this on the video. It's called NeuroGum. Let me see if it'll focus in on that. So it's called NeuroGum and um, it's, it's great, right? And so on their website, if you go to their website, they have a video up, they have text, like literally telling you about the product and then they have little imagery, which is graphics below that kind of all saying the same things, but they understand the, the, the landscape of the different clientele that they have, the different types of customers, because me, I want to watch the video. I want to watch the three to four minute video, them talking about NeuroGum and what it does, why it's important. Why, um, why would I choose their product over five gum, which is what I've been chewing for probably 12 years. Why would I, why would I choose that? And so I'm watching the video, whereas other people come to the product page and they want to read about it or they want to see and visualize what's going on, not through video, but because maybe they're in a train station or they're at church or something like that or in school and they don't want to, you know, click and watch a video in order for them to consume the content. So it's good to have all the above. And again, like you need to be as visual as possible. And that's why content is so important. And that's why it will help you get people to understand how you're going to solve their pain points and what you're actually doing for them through the product or the service. So information is just literally telling people what your, what your product does, what your service does. And you know what, like you could even, it, it's information, right? So you're just telling the specs. So if you, if you are a computer company, you're telling the specs of the computer, why is this processor important? Why is it important to have RAM? Why is it important to have an SSD, um, a solid state drive over a regular um, hard drive or, you know, that kind of thing. So you're giving specs, you're giving information about the product or service. The next thing is educational content. So this is a little bit different in the form of when I have this computer and I'm telling people about the specs, I'm telling them about um, the RAM and about the, the SSD and all that stuff. I want to educate them on how to use the product better. You know, so using, how do you, how do you use it, right? So again, like Samsung, I have a Samsung phone here, and Samsung uh, has a lot of really good content on their platform, both informational and educational. So they actually have tutorials on how you actually can use your phone better, right? So 
hey, did you guys know on the camera feature you can do X, Y, and Z? And that is really good because what happens is when I learn about that new feature that they put on the camera, it bumps the value up of the phone itself for me because I just learned that it does something that I didn't know it could do. Same thing with my Tesla. So if you didn't notice, I'm wearing a Tesla hat. I just bought a Tesla um, a couple weeks ago. And um, every single time I get in the car, I learn something new about it, right? I mean, there's literally Easter eggs. Every single time I look at the car, or every single time I talk to somebody that already has a Tesla, they're telling me something new that the Tesla can do. And I'm like, holy crap, this is awesome. And so um, Tesla does a really good job. So even before I got the car, they sent me a page literally of tutorials on how to operate the vehicle and how to operate the touchscreen, how to go into autopilot, how to open the front trunk, how to open the back trunk, and all this other stuff that like I would have never been able to learn. And it actually would have made me as a customer frustrated because I didn't know how to operate the autopilot correctly, or I didn't know how to open the front trunk or how to charge my car. But they did a proactive job on educating me on what I needed to do in order to operate their product and get the most value out of it that I can get. So, and if you guys have like, if you guys wanna visualize this kind of, these examples, like reach out to me, josh at colormedia.com and I'm happy to send you links to like all this stuff that I'm talking about. So I can send you a link to the, the page that Tesla sent me to when I was learning about how to operate my vehicle and it's a really good example of how to actually make it happen. Um, okay, so the next thing, and, and that kind of goes along with, um, you know, tutorials. So tutorials are a really good way to put content out there on your website and actually show people how to use your product. And, and that's, I guess that's the way you could look at it is, hey, this is a tutorial of how to actually operate the Tesla. Or if you're, you know, you, you have a camera company, Canon, and they say, it, it, this is actually a really big flaw for Canon. And in my opinion is they don't put out enough content telling people how to operate their cameras. And so I have to go to YouTube to third party people that have Canon cameras for and rely on them to tell me how to use it. Whereas Canon should be proactive and say, here's how you use the EOS R. Here's how you um, change your your exposure. Here's how here's why F stops are important. Or um, you know, here's why you should go into um, blank mode instead of blank mode. You know, all these different things. Canon doesn't do that. And so it's that's a really big flaw with them. So make sure that you take that example. And, and again, it's just tutorials, teaching people how to use your product or service, because at the end of the day, if they don't know how to use it and get the fullest extent out of it, they're never gonna see the value, the full value of it. So it's your job to make sure you do that. And that goes along with services as well. Um, and so make sure you do that. And that's all content that you can fit onto your website. You could even have, I've seen websites where they even have, how does it work? So at the top of the tab, you'll have home, you'll have contact info, who we are, about us, um, and then I actually see a lot of times, which is really good, I love the idea, how it works. And you have a tab that literally says how it works, and then it drops, it takes you to the page, and it literally tells you how to operate the product or the service. And so um, I think that's a really good example for you to take advantage of, no matter what industry you're in, it doesn't matter. All right, uh, so the next thing is video article pages. So I love this idea, I'm so sorry I just hit the camera or the, the microphone. Um, but video article pages. So the reason why I combined these is because I love the concept of taking a video that you have that you're you maybe you already distributed it to YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and all these other platforms. You transcribe the video and then you create a full article page on your let's just say for instance it's your blog page on your website. 
right? This is all on your website. And you can do this on other blogging platforms, but this is for your website. Um, so on your website, you have a blog section or an article section, same thing. And people go to it and they can actually look at different things. Maybe it is your tutorials and maybe it is your info, uh, informational videos or your educational videos or your testimonials. And what you do is you transcribe your video, create an entire article with the transcription as the article itself. Now you will want to go in and edit. I actually, I use, um, temi.com to transcribe my videos, T E M I temi.com. Yeah, I, was, I had to think about that for a second. I don't know why, um, but temi.com. I love it because it's 25 cents a minute and normally they can get it back to you in less than like four or five minutes. And uh, so it's the best and the accuracy is really good, but you will want to go in and edit and clean it up a little bit so that it doesn't sound like it's directly transcribed, but that you're actually um, writing it. That's what you want it to sound like. And so you take that entire transcription, put that on the article and then embed your YouTube video onto the actual article itself. So it's the same content, but you're pulling from the YouTube itself, which is, what is it? It's a, it's a search engine. So if somebody searches specifically for um, how to lose uh, 10 pounds in seven days, then they can actually find that video and then an article along with it. So if they aren't in a place again, or they're just characteristically, they don't like watching videos, they wanna read about it, then they'll read about it because the, the entire content is in that transcription. So take that transcription, put it on its own article page, and then embed the video right below it, and you're golden. It's good to go. And so I love doing this because it creates really good SEO because it's going to be keyword rich, but also you're you're tapping into another search engine, which is YouTube, because your video is embedded in YouTube. But like, for instance, if you ever go to Google and you search, so let me give you an example. Like for me, if I go to YouTube and I search how to... Um, how to charge my Tesla in a YouTube video. So if you, if I, if I Google that straight up, I'm not on YouTube, but I Google, I just go to google.com how to charge my Tesla. A lot of times I'll just click on the video tab. So you guys probably know what I'm talking about. So you have, it'll pull up your results and I go over to just video. Cause I want to see in video and visualize what I need to do. So I'll click on that. And a lot of times it's not just YouTube it's tapping into, but sometimes it does. And a lot of times it just takes you directly to your website page. And so when I click on a video that matches my search result, a lot of times it won't even take me straight to YouTube. It just takes me to the website, the article that the YouTube videos embedded on. And that's what you want to happen. And that's a really good way to do it. Um, so this is how you do that. And so there's a lot of really good benefits to it. Again, like search engine wise, it's just, it's just a master at it. So try that out. Uh, the next thing is good writing SEO and keywords. Now I'm not huge into SEO, so let's just put that out there, right? But I understand it. I know it works. So this is content wise writing the, the actual writing on your website. So all the text. So whether that be about us or how it works or, um, anything on your homepage, the writing function of your website is probably the most important because that's what the search engines scrape when somebody is, um, when, when they're delivering search results for somebody, when they go to Google and they search how to lose seven pounds or 10 pounds in seven days. If your website is rich with content that's relevant to that search result, then they're gonna put that, they're gonna put that to the person who searched it. So, and, and, the, and the data that they're scraping is the writing. So pour a lot of equity into the writing. I'm not gonna spend too much time on this. I have done a full podcast episode on writing 
um, for, for content, but just make sure that you're putting a lot of equity into this. And if you're not a good writer yourself, hire somebody, find, go to Upwork, find somebody that's a good writer that can write all of the articles and all of the, the copy that's actually going into your website because it's extremely important, probably the most important thing on your website. So put a lot into that. Um, winding this down, so the next thing is um, proof. So this is the last thing that I've got here about proof. Proof is vital, right? And it's not always the form of testimonials, it's not always the form of case studies or information, education, tutorials and all that, but it's a lot of times all of that wrapped into one. And so proof that your product works, that your service works, and that that's content content wise there's so much that you can do with it again it could be videos it could be images it could be quotes but let me take you back to my example of my business coach henry kaminsky if you go to his website uniquedesigns.net he's got an entire section and the tab is called media so you click on media and he's got an entire section of all the podcasts that he's been on and that's proof and he's got i think he's got like 50 episodes or something like that of him starring on a uh, on a um, on a show, you know, he's a guest on somebody else's show, and he's been on some pretty big shows before. But all of that is proof, right there. All that content, right there, is proof that he is who he says he is and claims he can do. So that's why it's important. And a lot of times, media, when it comes to like, I've seen real. I work in the real estate investing industry, and I've seen realtors or a uh, real estate investor, not realtors, real estate investors. Um, they get featured on their local news network. So they'll take that video from YouTube and they'll put that on their website and say, hey, we were featured here. So if you ever go to a website and it, you know, for instance, I went to Neuro, NeuroGum's website and they have like a bunch of really big um, publicity names on their website of, you know, them being featured on like either their magazines or their articles, videos or whatever. So they'll have like, I don't, I, I'm not sure exactly what they have there, but um, they've had like Forbes or um, Huffington Post or CNN or something like that. And they have those logos, right? And this is the same thing for the Better Business Bureau. So if somebody has a Better Business Bureau tag, uh, the BBB tag on their website, that's proof right there. And that is also content. So these are things that you can put on your website in order to um, articulate the proof that you are who you say you are and you have existing evidence of that. And so that's why people do that, is that that's like content. You know, if you ever go to a speaker and um, you know somebody who's a professional speaker and they'll have like all these, like Forbes, Huffington Post, and um, you know, Entrepreneur Magazine and stuff like that, that's the reason is because it creates proof that they are who they say they are. So that's all content though. And you could take, you could also take that, you know, that article that you did on Forbes and put that on your website and say, hey, look at me, I was on Forbes, this is proof that I am who I say I am because I was published in one of the largest business um, magazines on the planet. So that's all I got for you guys today. I think this was a little bit lengthier than I wanted it to go, but that's okay. This is all really good stuff that you could fill your website with. I, like I said, there's probably plenty other things that you can throw onto your website content-wise that make sense, but these are the things that you, these are the must-haves. These are your essential content marketing tools that you gotta put on your website. Um, so make sure you do that and reach out if you have any questions, josh at colormedia.com, colored spelled C-U-L-L-E-R. Um, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed it. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you have subscribed to the show. And then if you're on Apple Podcasts, head over right now to the to the uh, homepage for the show. Leave me a five-star review. I'd much appreciate that. Thank you guys for joining in today and I'll catch you in the next one. See you later.